I really feel like your reasons, you know, for getting involved should mean more to you than it looks on your college application or your resume. It should really stem from the root of, of wanting to give back or see a change. Welcome to the Leadership Download Podcast. Hope everyone had an awesome Thanksgiving weekend and back at work refreshed and hope your week is going well. Well, we have an awesome episode to bring to you uh, coming out of this Thanksgiving holiday is we are bringing on Kat Wren onto the podcast. And if you don't know Kat Wren, she is an a really a true voice for young professionals in the business aviation industry. She is an accomplished senior leader in the business aviation field, uh, a true voice involved with MBAA. And um, she is also an awesome role model for young professionals. So I had the opportunity to sit down with Kat to really talk about how she navigated her early years in the industry and really providing advice for young professionals. And so things that we talk about is progressing in your career, getting involved, thinking outside of the box, taking care of yourself, and how to really get out of your comfort zone And also, we touch on personal branding. So you are going to enjoy this podcast interview with Kat Wren. And even though you're not in the aviation industry, this is really applicable for any young professional that is looking to grow in their field of work. So I hope you enjoy this podcast interview with Kat Wren. And if you want to find out more about her, um, you can find her bio in the podcast description and also links to her social media is provided there as well. So hope you enjoy this interview with Kat Wren. Well, Kat, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really, I'm really excited to, um, to talk to you a little bit about uh, your journey in aviation and uh, really excited for, for our discussion today. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I was looking at a few of the other folks that you have hosted on the uh, podcast, and I will say... Since I've been asked and I'm in place with Jenny Showalter and Denise Wilson, I think I've made it with those two names <laughs> and then me being asked because they are it in this industry, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. It's been awesome to learn from a variety of, of people from the industry in the, in the last few months. Well, thank you. And thank you for what you're doing to to showcase, you know, what what this industry is all about. Mm, for sure. So um, I know there's many of our listeners, um, probably more the non-aviation folks. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about who is Kat and who you are, a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, Kat Wren, I am the Chief Experience Officer here at Business Jet. We're located at Dallas Love Field. We are a full-service um, FBO, Charter Management, and Maintenance Services. Um, so we consider ourselves your one-stop shop uh, at Dallas Love Field. Well, awesome. Well, let's go in your story a little bit. Um, Tell us a little bit about how you started off in the industry. Actually, I think the first thing let's start is, uh, so our backgrounds are both in the business aviation industry. Um, Let's first, if you can define what business aviation is, and then talk a little bit about uh, your your story a little bit. Sure. Um, Coming from the unknown. Um, I was not your typical av geek. I didn't have the pilot mom or dad. I didn't have the flight attendant mom or dad. Um, I knew nothing about this industry. 
And I've quickly learned that business aviation is just more than the Kardashians, you know, flying their private jets, you know, to the Bahamas or celebrities going to and from events. Uh, business aviation is a very small yet immense industry with a foundation built on relationships, connections, and really evolving innovation. Uh, I think MBAA came out with a study maybe two years ago, and it showed that business aviation is home to 1.2 million jobs. That's 1.2 million or more probably now. Um, and it's also, you know, the first resource to help bring aid to, um, you know, natural disasters or even help patients who are in critical condition who need immediate medical attention. And that's just something that the airlines can't quite do. And then something that that I found on the FBO side, which I'm sure we'll dive into, is, you know, we are a resource for business owners to utilize their time management, which in the end, and we hear it all the time, you know, time equals money. So we see that every day. Uh, so how did you start off in the in the industry? On a whim and not knowing a thing, I uh, was born and raised in uh, a very small town in uh, southwest New Mexico. Um, I played every sport there was uh, offered in high school. I was lucky enough to uh, get a, a scholarship, a full ride scholarship to play D2 college basketball. I, I spent my four years at Eastern New Mexico University in the small town of Portales. And um, through there, I, I met a girlfriend who moved to Dallas and she worked uh, for FC Dallas, major league soccer team. I went to school for um, uh, for sports, so I wanted to be in broadcasting, and I always tell everybody my true goal was to be the next Aaron Andrews, you know, on the field reporting, and um, it was about two months before I was going to graduate from college, and, you know, still had not an idea of what I wanted to do, didn't have that nailed down, you know, during the headlights look, and I thought, what am I going to do? I called up my girlfriend, Erica, um, asked if I could come stay in Dallas for about a week. And uh, from there, I had some interviews set up. It was about midweek where uh, her and her coworker at the time, we all went to lunch and her coworker started asking me questions. You know, what do you want to do? Why do you want to move to Dallas? And um, she said, you know what? I have a friend. Let me make a call. Called the brand manager here at Business Jet at that time and said, hey, Erica has a friend that wants to move to Dallas. Her friend said, sure, bring her in. I didn't have a GPS. You know, I drove to Dallas using an atlas. Thank gosh, my daddy showed me how to read an atlas. So mm -hmm. I got here and, um, you know, before I, before I left, I said, okay, you know, I'm excited, but what do they do? Oh, something with airplanes. So I'm driving to left field and I immediately think, okay, I'm going to Southwest to possibly apply for a flight attendant. And I think I'm young, I'm single. That would be awesome. Sure enough. I pull up to this private terminal. I walk in the double doors I see this beautiful chandelier, all these private jets outside, and I really think I'm on a movie set. Uh, I meet with the the brain manager at the time, and I am giving her my hopes and dreams, and you know why I want to move here, my next steps, all these things that I'm going to accomplish. And of course, she's so sweet, listens to everything that I have to say, and she says, "Okay, well, let me give you the lay of land of what we do." So she, you know. Showed me what the FBO side is, talked a lot about the charter management and maintenance piece um, and how how the operation works. And I remember walking out of that interview and she said, you know, let me tell you something. If you get into this industry, it's addicting. And I thought, OK, she's crazy. And I didn't roll my eyes at her, but I thought, OK, 
A week later, I got an offer. I graduated on a Saturday, moved on a Wednesday, started work on a Monday, and I have been what I say stuck in the best way ever since. And she she was right. It is absolutely addicting. No, uh, that's that's amazing. Once you once you get in the industry, that it's really difficult to get out. <laughs> and um, so what? Kat, so you've you've had a really uh, neat journey following you from a distance and seeing you, um, the things that you do with NBA. Um, what has really helped you progress in the aviation industry? to lead you where you are today, not only with your role with, with business jet, but in, in all your other uh, involvements. Sure. Um, asking all the questions um, and really more so the why, you know, it's one thing to understand the task at hand or, you know, how to check the boxes of certain processes, but why are they done that way? And, you know, for what ultimate goal, uh, I've also been known to push boundaries, um, and I've had my peers tell me on multiple occasions that that I don't live inside the box, and they always say, "Cat, here's the box, and you live way over here." <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know, if you were to ask some of my bosses, or you know, some of the folks that I report have reported to or report to, my guess is that they would say that I ultimately I'm I'm a challenging employee, but not in a negative way. I just don't take no very well for an answer. And, you know, I've challenged the companies that I've worked for and the different departments that I've been, you know, in and involved around so I could learn as much as I can in every role, every department um, to really help me get, you know, to where I am today. Um, and just like you mentioned before, volunteering and getting involved has expanded my network and has helped me shape the person that I am through everybody that I've met. I've grown professionally in my career and they have been a huge piece of that. And that's something that I definitely um, never would take for granted. Yeah, that's, that's one thing about this industry. It's, it's such a small industry yet so large and um, relationships is, is really the key to, to navigating successfully in, in this business aviation industry, as we call it. Yep. And utilizing every single one of those relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, looking back at, is there anything that you would have done differently or wish you have known, wish you, you would have known early on? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I am, can be a bit of a perfectionist and I think, you know, I would have told young cat to not be too hard on myself. Um, you know, with anything experience comes with time. And I think I was too hard on myself as I wanted it all. I wanted all the titles. I wanted to manage all the teams, but I truly needed experience uh, to learn from my peers and my bosses and my leadership team to really get me there. Um, I think another big one for me is, you know, have healthy boundaries. For a long time, I didn't know really what that meant. And I think I'm hardwired to serve. And I think that started with my mom and my dad, and I watched them work and serve for others. Um, my dad was in law enforcement for over 24 years. And of course, serving in that capacity is amazing and something that I respect and look up to him for every day. Um, but even when he wasn't wearing that uniform, he just had this fire about him that he truly enjoyed seeing others laugh, smile, 
Um, and if they were in need, he would figure out a way to help my mom. Mother hen serves at the church, you know, and she's the first to make sure that everyone's fed, taken care of, you know, and happy. So you fast forward to the adult cat in my personality of being the yes man, right? And it makes me think of that movie with Jim Carrey. Um, but again, it took me some time to understand I can only be the best version of myself when my cup is full. So then I can help fill the cups of others. Um, I was becoming drained and empty doing so much for others. And I think I needed to, to refocus. A lot of people don't, they're afraid to talk about mental health. And I know that there's a huge movement right now. And I'm so glad that people are speaking up because I think we've all experienced it throughout our careers. And some of us are living it right now. Mm-hmm. But I think a pivotal moment for me was 2017, where it was one of the, it was a rough year. I lost my dad and I had a lot of other personal things going on that were very hard to deal with. On top of losing my dad, I ended up getting a promotion to where I was doing about three different, you know, jobs or different people's jobs. And I, I didn't raise my hand and I should have. So again, telling that younger cat, it is okay to ask for help and it is okay for others to understand you're not perfect. You know, I'm no superwoman and, uh, to really, you know, speak up when needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find that very, that's very difficult, especially as a young professional, we're going to go into that a little bit, you know, being a young professional and kind of on the spotlight is where, um, you have to kind of just, just go and do it and really don't ask questions or ask for help because otherwise you, you feel inferior or you feel like um, you're a failure or you prove someone else, right. That they were counting on you to fail. Um, And even I experienced that too, starting out in the FBO industry. um, It's, it's not an easy role. It could be very, very demanding. And if, if you said it best, if you don't set those proper boundaries, it can really take over, um, your life and then work is almost really who you work, work is all about you. And, um, you almost, I remember at one point I almost lost myself and who I was because I was so immersed in the industry and the job and and things like that. A hundred percent. I also think, you know, young mothers, when I had my baby, I was also, I had, I think just received this you know, chief experience officer role. And I was afraid of letting my company down in reality, Mm -hmm. they supported me and my family. And that is one of their core values, you know, uh, and how they run this business is it's a, it's a family first and and they get it. So Mm -hmm. it was, you know, something that I should not have been afraid to, to raise my hand. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, speaking of that, you're you're um, heavily involved in NBA YoPro. Can you tell a little bit about what that is? Yes. Yeah, so the NBAA Young Professionals Council, uh, I joined back in October of 2020, and it's an organization made up of 20 to 25 other powerhouses in this industry who are young professionals just looking to um, get better, make others better. We have uh, multiple different working groups from marketing and events to advocacy, um, really focusing on the needs of business aviation and helping fight those, um, whether it's the at the local regional um, aspect or even on the Hill in D.C., going to these um, senators and congressmen to tell them 
our needs as the constituent and how this, you know, the FA authorization, how each one of those bullet points in that bill has affected me, my life, or even, um, you know, our flight department or our maintenance folks and how to empower, empower them. Um, we're a group that um, looks at giving back and, and one way that um, we do, or multiple ways we do, but one that we love to highlight is during most MBAA events, we have what's called a healthy hour. And so we rally the troops of young professionals and we find organizations to give back to. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. It's also been really cool um, to work with these young individuals to highlight other young professionals in the industry who are not just doing their day-to-day, -day, but going above and beyond and volunteering and giving back. And that's what um, we have highlighted on our 40 under 40 list, which mm -hmm. I'm sure you've you know heard about and mm -hmm. you know have been a part of. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so Kat, you're an awesome champion for young professionals, and I would say a good role model as well for the young professionals in leading the charge with MBA YoPro. Um, and I, I think still young professionals today still struggle um, finding their foot in the industry once they set, once they enter the industry. So what advice would you have for those that are starting out in, in the workforce, in the aviation workforce? Well, first of all, thank you. Being called a role model you know, if I change one person's life, I'm doing my job. Right. Um, so thank you for that. Um, I really, you know, it's okay to not know exactly what you want to do as a young, a young person in the industry. I thought I was going to be the next Aaron Andrews. Turns out I was on the fast track to learning, um, a robust operation, uh, on the FBO side, but I think as an individual and as a young person, you know, find ways to expose yourself in every avenue possible, so you may not know exactly, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And exposure is really key. I would also suggest, you know, don't get discouraged. It does take time. Just like the saying, and I forget exactly who said it, but, you know, Rome wasn't built in, in a day, but they were uh, laying bricks every hour. You know, experience comes with time and so does relationships. You do have to learn how to pay your dues uh, and work hard and jump don't just quit when things become hard. I truly feel like adversity builds character and your character builds strength. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. And what, what do young professionals as they enter the workforce, um, what do they, what should they focus on in order to not only set themselves apart in wherever they are, but really put them on a, put themselves on a trajectory for growth in not only in the organizations where they're at, but also the industry. Sure. Number one, find a mentor or someone that they can trust and can connect with to help, you know, share and foster their passion um, and really be, you know, that guiding light, you know, find others who know more than you do something dif different than you already know um, and always have the want to learn. Um I don't know if you uh, remember uh, Michelle Mace Curran. She spoke at the Schedulers and Dispatchers this last year. Last Thursday, we had our NTBAA Safety Day, and she was one of our co uh, keynote speakers. Uh, and for those who may not know who she is, she is a um, Air Force combat veteran who is a fighter pilot who then turned into a Thunderbird pilot. Not only is she 
a badass woman and a badass pilot, but she's just a badass human being and cares so much for others. But her entire presentation was focused on being bold, saying yes um, to those opportunities, you know, and she goes on to speak about, you know, these opportunities that she let pass her by because she didn't feel good enough. She didn't feel smart enough. She didn't feel skilled enough. And this is a woman that has worked tirelessly for one goal of becoming a fighter pilot. And even after accomplishing, you know, all of that, she would pass on special operations projects or being a team lead because she doubted herself. And I guarantee you, every single one of us has skipped on that next step, you know, because we were scared or because we didn't think we were smart enough. Um, And so I think, you know, with one of her points last week, be bold. And that's, you know, sometimes all it needs to take. Yeah. Being, being bold is a really good one. And I'm, I'm a huge champion of, of being bold and be bold even and go in it, even though you're afraid, because sometimes you just have to go through it and go at it being a nervous wreck and just go and try it out. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but that's how you grow. And I think that's, that's a misconception that I had early on when I started in the industry is to play it safe and don't risk it and don't do anything risky or don't get out of my comfort zone. Then that almost led to, that really led to mediocrity and you, you don't really go anywhere. You have to be bold and start small, start small and be bold. And then you'll get comfortable in um, making those big big, um, big leaps. I would say don't take yourself too serious. Life's too short. You Mm -hmm. know, we're in a professional setting. Yes. But Mm -hmm. there's a time and place to have some fun and and be lighthearted for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. So Kat, you're involved in a lot in the industry. Um, what would you say is the importance of being involved and being involved could mean in the industry. It could be in your community. It could be a whole different other involvements, um, a lot of variety. Um, how important is it to, to be just more involved than just do your, uh, what I would call the day job and what are you involved with? Sure. Um, number one, it's extremely important. Um, you know, I believe that we're, we're put on this earth to do more than get up, go to work, pay the bills, eat supper, and go to bed. Um, We're really stewards and put on this earth to serve one another. And you hit it on the head. It doesn't have to be in the industry, whether it's serving at church or your, you know, favorite charitable cause or finding organizations within the industry. I really feel like your reasons, you know, for getting involved should mean more to you than it looks on your college application or your resume. It should really stem from the root of, of wanting to give back or see a change. Um, so with that, I'm, I'm involved in a few organizations, uh, mostly in the aviation space, but with that, we have an arm with every one of them that gives back in some capacity. Um, the first is uh, Business Check Cares. A cohort and I started a nonprofit a part of business jet about 11 years ago. And we had a sum of money and uh, we were tasked with throwing a Christmas party. And my uh, cohort and I got together and we thought, you know what, let's figure out a way to give back to the community. So we drafted up a plan to create a um, charity golf tournament. And we went to our ownership and we said, Hey, here's what we want to do. 
Um, here are the funds that we would use. And from there, we want to give back to veterans um, and their families. We've got a saying around Business Jet that we love kids, pets, and vets. And so that's what we were truly focused on. Um, I'm proud to say it's been in existence, like I said, 11 years. Um, and since its birth, we've raised over uh, $600,000, um, primarily for Folds of Honor and Patriot Paws. And again, both focused on veterans, their families, um, and helping them, you know, in, in many times of need. Um, another organization that I'm involved with is the North Texas Business Aviation Association. So just like the safety day I spoke about with um, Mace Karen being our keynote, um, that is the local chapter of MBAA, and it's really bringing together all avenues of business aviation locally to help um, with best practices, with um, safety management systems, networking, and really being an arm um, to help leverage each other in times of need or um, just like we talked about, you know, being connected and uh, and having that network, calling somebody um, when you're in need of an employee or you're in need of an aircraft and just having those those folks accessible is key. Uh, and then we briefly spoke about the MBA Professionals Council. Um, one spinoff, uh, a part of the YoPro Council is I am also the co-chair to what's called YoPro Go. And um, Jamie Santiago Munoz and I, a lot of folks know her in the industry. She was actually the one that hired me. Uh, back at back in the day here at Business Jet, um, but we started YoProGo as there was an enormous amount of folks wanting to get involved, and so now we host quarterly, and we're trying to be a little more frequent with it. Zoom calls where we have special guest speakers for young professionals to sit through networking 101, how to grow as a professional, and other inspirational um, guest speakers and other things to keep them involved and help them grow. Since we're not in their same city, at least from afar, we're trying to help them grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great, Kat. And I think one thing that you and I are, are doing very well is we're not just being involved, we're actually adding value to these groups that we're involved with. We're in leadership roles, we're adding value and being a huge contributor. So that's the thing. another thing that I would also wanna mention is don't just get involved just to get involved be a part of the future of that organization because oftentimes these organizations are looking for fresh ideas uh, they're looking for volunteers to help um, don't be afraid to raise your hand whether it's your local or regional group um, your local charity that you're involved with or even within your your community or your church whatever that might be uh, don't be afraid to to step up and lead something because um, it's, it's very rewarding when you see something and you put on like a golf tournament on your own with a group of people and, and you see the success and, and, uh, pe people love to hear from young people from, from, uh, my involvements that I've been in. Absolutely. Start small, go pick up the trash and, you know, mm -hmm. put the chairs up at the end of an event. You know, it mm -hmm. could be as simple as that, that will lead into, uh, a much more larger role, but in the end, it's still fulfilling knowing that you are doing something for the better. Mm -hmm. it, it can also be um, very discouraging for, for young people when they're told no. Uh, I was told no several times 
and still am told no <laughs> for uh, whether it be promotional opportunities or you know the next big thing that you're looking forward to in the industry um so how cat how did you face this and how does one continue to push through when you're told no more times than you're told yes um a good, another good question uh my advice would be if you are rejected for that promotion or to take on that project or whatever that next step that you you applied for make sure to ask the questions why you were not rewarded with that that next step and how you can improve change grow um you know in the meantime throughout the process you need to find ways to grow on your own uh, a lot in this world is not handed to you you absolutely should be able to utilize the leadership team um, but you need to continue to to grow on your own um, more times than not you know a task or a role can be taught but if you are genuine authentic and you work hard i truly think that the leadership team will see you know the things that you have done and how passionate you are and then in the end, the the pieces will start falling into place. I um, have learned through a few um, ex uh, bosses of mine on you know things that they have done that I knew I don't want to do as a manager and I don't want to do as a leader. Mm-hmm. One in particular, and I it's my personality. Like I said before, I don't like being told no. Mm-hmm. And I had a manager tell me to my face. I hope you fail. That was the biggest motivator. And I may have had fire coming out of my ears, but the (laughs) the biggest motivator for me to say, okay, you, uh, you, you sit back and, and watch me, watch me work. And, and I'm, you know, I'm glad that those leaders were, were placed in my path because again, I am a better leader because of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you make a good point because uh which which kind of goes into the the next question. Um in I guess in the world that we're in today, especially more so in our industry, uh people that that are behind us, meaning Generation X, the baby boomers, it took them five, ten, maybe fifteen, twenty years to get to the positions that we are in today. And um the the older generations are looking at us like oh my gosh they've they've gone you know on this expedited growth path and uh, that's the reality today is that as young professionals we have to be ready for uh growth and leadership at a very quick pace um uh, like for me within i think 2 years was my first leader ever leadership role and i was very unprepared for that and so young professionals are going to have to start uh, looking into, you know, being in the, in these leadership positions, uh, these platforms, these um, levels of responsibility that let's say a 25 year old might not be necessarily ready for. Um, So I guess what I want to ask you, Kat, is what is leadership to you and what should young people be working on as they enter the workforce to help them better prepare not, not only for growth, but also for leadership. I will start off by saying that I don't care if you are the CEO, the COO, or if you are a middle manager, 
or if you are helping clean a facility or you're working on GSE equipment, you can lead from any seat. You don't have to have a title for that. Um, so yeah, leadership is more than a title. It's, it's a bold and positive force or feeling that others get when, when they're around you. I have recently been focusing a lot on servant leadership. And I think, you know, it, it's ever evolving. For some, it takes some time to master. Um, and it's somebody that you want to aspire to be like and somebody who's willing to fight or advocate for you, um, have your back and also help you when you, you know, need help. Um, it's truly, you know, meeting employees where they're at, taking time to understand them, to listen to them, um, taking time to be a mentor, a steward, like I've said multiple times, or just a guiding light to ultimately unlock their fullest potential. I know when I first started at Business Jet, I didn't think I would ever be in a position that I'm in. And I remember sitting on a tug with my manager at the time, who was Jamie, you know, who's the one that that brought me in to Business Jet. And I had just uh, got done through uh, or got through towing training. And I remember her looking at me and she said, you're going to help run this FBO one day. I thought she was crazy, but she saw something in me that I had no idea. Um, so she ultimately helped me unlock and is still, you know, helping me unlock that full potential. Um, leadership is being the boots on the ground, being in the trenches, um, and, you know, being more than just talking the talk, uh, they're walking the walk. And ultimately it is someone who is changing people's lives for the better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you make a good point there. Lead from where you are. You don't necessarily have to be in a formal or titled leadership role to be able to have that influence. Uh, you can really have that influence from where you are at, whether it's line service, whether it's being an AMP mechanic, being a, a flight coordinator for a flight department, or dispatcher, wherever you're at, you that's that's where you start learning these skills that set you set you up for really growth and prepare yourself for for that ultimate day where you have your first leadership role. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as we uh, really been enjoying this discussion, Kat, uh, one of my uh, passions is personal branding. I love talking about this and um, because I feel like a lot of young professionals and this is a general general uh, opinion that I have is don't do necessarily a good job of, of really creating a personal branding uh, for themselves, whether it's on social media or, or what have you. And it's something that I thankfully have learned early on in my career through my professors in school and through great mentors that I've had early on. Um, what advice would you have to our listeners uh, on personal branding and how to, how to, uh, start building that. It's so funny that you asked this question because very early on, I didn't even realize I was on the fast track to building a personal brand and I'm very active on, uh, most media platforms, but LinkedIn, obviously more for the professional side mm -hmm. and, you know, your brand should be who you are, what your values are. Uh, and what you care about. And, you know, I enjoy sharing leadership quotes. 
volunteer opportunities, showcasing what the organizations that I'm involved with, what we're doing, you know, on the day to day or even uh, monthly or quarterly basis. Um, so others can see that those opportunities are out there. I think your personal brand should be approachable, which I think you just need to be the most authentic self, your most authentic self, um, and genuinely care about others and the content that you're putting out there. You know, for uh, a while there, I would just share and still do. I'll share a lot of our company's um, updates, um, a lot of our employee photos. You know, it's part of our brand and, and our uh, mission to showcase the boots on the ground because that is our marketing. These are the guys who are out there pumping the fuel, moving these airplanes, flying these airplanes, working on these airplanes. And so showcasing them and a simple share from me will add up to so many likes. And then people will say, well, Kat, you're the face of business shed. And then, of course, I think, well, no, I'm not. It's everybody else that's out there that's, you know, the boots on the ground. But it's because I have been in this consistency of sharing all the good stuff that my company does. They associate me with our brand, which in my mind is the best compliment because my values align very much with our company's values. So it's funny how it's all all happened. But uh, I do think it's a very important piece for a young professional um, we're in a day and age of digital. And if you are a young professional who doesn't have a LinkedIn profile, you need to get one built. If you need help, contact me, Jenny Showalter. I know that girl <laughs> knows a <laughs> thing or two about that uh, as well, but um, take some steps and, you know, it's easy to do some research on some of that. Um, there's uh, multiple different YouTube channels or, or even, um, you know, search on Google and, and look how you can better brand yourself, um, especially, you know, LinkedIn on the professional side. Mm -hmm. uh, that's great. Uh, one of the, one of the questions that just popped to mind is personal growth, um, continuing to develop yourself, you know, school, school is great. Get, get your degrees and stuff like that. But, um, what is it that you do cat to, uh, in terms of personal growth and continuing to, uh, develop yourself and, um, why is that so important to, to continue as a young professional? If you're not learning, you're not growing. Um, and I, I be I'll believe that till the day I die. But I, um, I wish I was more of a reader. I will say having a three-year-old, it is challenging. <laughs> <laughs> Working full-time and then having a three-year-old who takes up every other minute of, of my day. Uh, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. And that's where um, I range, you know, from leadership to personal growth to networking um, I, or, you know, customer experience, very much what my role consists of. Um, Brene Brown is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. And she, I mean, she hits it on the head with everything. And, and some of her stuff I'll listen to multiple times because you'll pick up something new every time um, you'll re-listen. Re um, a lot of um, leadership blogs. And then if I'm not on a podcast, I'll hop on YouTube. And if I, if I think of a subject or I think of, um, you know, an author or um, somebody that I want to listen to, like Simon Sinek or some of those folks, I'll just pop that in and YouTube will give me like um, episodes. And so I will go into a deep hole on my drive to work, <laughs> <laughs> trying to learn and grow um, from that, that aspect. Um, also, uh, I have been fortunate enough to be um, part of a company that allows me to take uh, growth opportunities. 
And so I encourage my team also, if you find uh, a webinar, if you find an in-person class that will help you grow, not only, you know, just yourself, but, but in, in your career and professionally, let me know, give me the high points of why you want to attend, what you think you're going to get out of it. Uh, and we'll look into investing, you know, into our employees. And I can say the same for me. I've been to multiple leadership conferences, um, customer experience conferences, and every day, or I'm sorry, every show or every experience, I'll bring something back for my team that's tangible to put into play. Mm, that's great. Well, um, as we come to a wrap up here, Kat, uh, I do have some fun questions, uh, more of a lightning round to for our listeners to get to know you a bit more. Um, actually, it, it kind of continues on the last question. I usually ask, you know, how do what what type of content do you consume? Um, so, what I guess are some recommended podcasts that you kind of uh, listen to on a regular that you would recommend? Uh, Brene Brown for sure. Anything that she's associated with is gold. Um, Ryan Hawk, who, funny enough, I had listened to before he was uh, a guest speaker at SND. Um, there's a gentleman, um, Todd Henry, he wrote a book on, uh, the title was called die empty and it's, um, unleash your, your best work every day. That was one book that was actually given out, um, at one of the leadership conferences. He's also associated with some podcasts and, uh, Christy Wright. So she was also at the leadership conference and she focuses on time management and, you know, really dives deep into your calendar and makes you think, is this important enough to take up 30 minutes of my day? Is it necessary enough? And to make sure that you're not, you know, having a jam-packed calendar where you're getting to the point of burnout, you're saying yes to everything. Mm -hmm. uh, so she's also one of my favorites. She has a couple of podcasts as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like, love her podcast. I follow that uh, pretty diligently. <laughs> Um, next question is, uh, what are your, what is your favorite snack? Ooh, my favorite snack. I love Starburst and Skittles. Those are my favorite candy mm -hmm. and I don't eat them often and I don't eat a lot of chips, but when I do, it is the hot fries, the Chester's hot fries. I'm New Mexico <laughs> born and raised. I love spicy. <laughs> <laughs> um, a dead or alive, who would you have lunch with? Who would you like to have lunch with? Ooh, uh, other than family, right? Um, ooh, this is hard. Probably Renee Brown. Yeah. And I probably would not want the lunch to ever end. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, final question. Uh, what is one bucket list item that you would like to pursue? Before... Yeah. I had kids. It was skydive. <laughs> now I'm kind of questioning it. <laughs> so maybe I'll get him, him and my daughter raised and then I'll, and then I'll do it. But, um, I want to go to Oshkosh and I know that's a very simple bucket list item to check off the list. I just have not had the opportunity and I've had so many close friends and family that even, um, have attended. So it's, it's on the list. It'll happen. Yeah, I had huge FOMO this past year because everyone I, I knew. Liked. I know. <laughs> I even had a free ticket to get in and I just could not get up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, awesome. Well, Kat, I thank you for taking the time and, and uh, having a chat, being on the podcast, um, and really hope that this adds value to all the young professionals that are, are listening here. And uh, how can people connect with you on social media? Um, LinkedIn. I'm, well, I'm on everything. Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Kat Wren. Um, also, one tidbit, I would love if there are any young professionals that are out there just questioning what their next step is. Um, you know, what path they want to go. I may not know how to fly a plane and I may not know how to work on a plane, but I know plenty of people out there and I would love to be that connector or that liaison. Um, so I'm happy to give you my cell phone number and email if you want to pop that somewhere where this is posted. Um, but yep, Kat Clay Wren on pretty much all the social sites. All right. Sounds good. And if anyone wants to connect with Kat, uh, all the information and links to her social media platforms will be in the podcast description on whichever platform uh, that you're listening on. So Kat, thank you again for your time and uh, keep doing, keep, keep leading. (laughs) Thank you, Cameron. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the Leadership Download Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this awesome interview and was able to have some awesome takeaways from this interview. Feel free to share this podcast with someone, a young professional or young student that really needs to hear the message of this interview. Um, if you want to connect with Kat Wren, the links to her social media are provided in the podcast description. And you can also find out more about our bio. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on the podcast platform on whichever uh, streaming platform that you're listening on. And also, if you want to find out more, uh, this podcast is sponsored by TC Advisory Group. And they are a professional leadership training and coaching company. You can find out more about the resources that they have available to help you in your leadership wherever you are at in your leadership journey, whether it's on an individual level, team level, department level, or on an organizational level. You can find out more at tcadvisorygroup.com or send an email at info at tcadvisorygroup.com. Thank you again for tuning in to the Leadership Download Podcast, and we'll catch you on the next episode next week.